This is episode 183 of the Fearless Launching Show. Today, we're going to be talking about customer communication tricks. Haha, <laughs> they're not really tricks. They're really just three ways, three platforms to use to make sure your customers don't miss a thing. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done for you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. All right, and welcome back to this podcast. So today we're talking about communication, one of my favorite topics. If you haven't caught any of the other episodes where I talked about communication, I'm going to link those in the show notes today, and you're going to be able to find everything that I mentioned over at ansamoylove.com forward slash 183. So Communication to me is one of those things, and I think it's for for all of us really, that we can all get better at over time. There's no, oh, I've dialed that in, no need to do any more work. There are always new ways to engage, to include people, to remind people, to pay attention to people, to in, so that they feel like you really are invested in what they're doing. And it's really up to us as entrepreneurs, as course creators, as product creators, as online business owners of any kind to find that right combination for our customers. So if you've got a coaching program, an online course, an online training program of any kind, maybe a Facebook group, a community, a membership site, where you need to send updates, you need to send information to your customers on a regular basis, make sure people hear from you, make sure people stay engaged, then today's episode is for you. Now, before we dive in today, I do want to remind you that we just updated our popular Plan With Me Masterclass to help you create your next launch map or schedule for those of you who like the word schedule or plan. <laughs> We've got a live Q&A coming up next week. And if you want to be part of that, plus get some help launch planning from me and from others who are going to be on the Q&A with me, make sure to check out our show notes for all those details. And again, you can find that and some more things that we're going to probably talk through today over at ansamoylove.com forward slash 183. Okay, so here's what we're going to cover in today's episode. We're going to talk about why some of the reasons people are dropping off your courses and programs and disappearing literally the second they purchase is actually your fault and my fault, like our fault. We have to take that on ourselves. We're also going to talk about the not your fault reasons people don't consume or finish what they buy from you because not everything is our fault, right? We're also going to cover changes you might want to consider for your product itself to make it more consumable. 
we're then going to talk about why staying in touch is the one thing you do have control over. And that's really the core of what today is about, is staying in touch, because you have control over that. I mean, within reason. We know tech fails. We know tech has issues. Sometimes people don't get emails, etc. But you at least have control over doing that, sending that out. So I'm going to cover five simple ways to stay top of mind with your customers as they go through your programs. Because when they stay top of mind, when you stay top of mind and your program stays top of mind, they'll do more of the work and hopefully get the results that you want for them that you created this program or product for. All right. Plus, I'm going to also suggest a few automated ways that you can amp up your customer engagement to they're just tools that will you'll be able to layer on everything that I'm going to suggest today. And hopefully that'll mean you'll have a more engaged group the next time you run a program, the next time you decide to release new content for a membership, or this week, whatever it is you're doing in your community or group. All right, so let's dive in. So the stuff that's not your fault. I'm going to start with the not your fault stuff because I don't want to immediately go into blame mode because I'm not about that. But the stuff that's not your fault is stuff like life, life related. People get sick. People get hurt. People have family members that get hurt. People just forget what they've done. People get busy at work. People get busy with their kids, with their husband. There's so many life related things that could possibly happen. There could be a hurricane. There could be, there could be a natural disaster. So just know that there are times when someone, and I think I've done this before, where, where maybe you've purchased, you can maybe even think of this for yourself. If you purchase something fully intending on setting aside the time to use it, go through it, etc., and then Within a few days of purchasing, it's just like it doesn't exist anymore for you. So that sometimes happens. And so some of that isn't your fault. It just is a it's human nature to get so excited about something, purchase it and then go off the rails a little bit or go off the grid rather. Now, the stuff. <laughs> so the stuff that is your fault. So these are some of the reasons why people uh, might be dropping off your course, maybe you see people for like a couple weeks or your program, you see them downloads, download something and then then they never kind of comment in the group, they maybe they never even join the group. These are all things that might be your fault, okay? And the reason it might be your fault might have something to do with the fact that you didn't communicate or engage with them in some way immediately after they purchased. Perhaps there was no onboarding sequence, nothing to tell them what to do first. Maybe you didn't even send any communication whatsoever. Maybe it has nothing to do with the communication. Maybe they went into your program, your product, your, maybe they met with you and it was just too much. Maybe there was too much content, too much advice, or maybe there was too little content and maybe they feel bad. Maybe they're just like, gosh, I don't even know how to deal with this. You know, it is it is possible that people will come in and be like, wow, this is not what I thought it was. But then 
it is their own fault if they don't actually let you know that. So there's a catch. There's a catch in that one. Now, when you've got something like these things that I've just mentioned, the engagement, the communication, the too much content, too little content, that should give you a hint right there. Like sometimes you're not going to know until they tell you, until someone tells you. But I do think it's important to ask yourself first, if you think you've got a problem with people buying and then just not doing any of the work, ask yourself, is there too much content? Actually do one better. Go ask the individuals themselves and say, hey, is there enough content in here on this? Do you need anything? Tell me if you need something like do individual outreach to find out why people aren't paying attention or aren't showing up. You know, I'm reminded actually a few years ago, I feel like I noticed someone wasn't attending the Q&A calls, the office hours we did every week. And I reached out and they, (laughs) I remember the woman was shocked that I reached out and actually was grateful. And she was actually able to tell me stuff that it was happening in her life. This kind of thing often happens to me. You might not feel comfortable reaching out like that, but that is part of what I do is I notice when people aren't there. I want them to know that I notice because I know sometimes that's enough to get someone back in the doors. But you don't necessarily have to do that. I do think that with the immediate engagement, you can give people a little process to go through when they join, okay? So perhaps it's just as simple as they go to a thank you page and there's a video, or they get an email right away, or you leave little voice, you send a little voice memo to each person as they join. This is also, this is something that I've seen some people do I'm thinking of Todd Herman. He does that very often. Like after the first couple of days, he starts kind of going down the list and just randomly picking a name and calling it. Um, And he'll do that. He doesn't do it to every single person, but he definitely makes an effort to make that immediate contact. And I think that's important too. Uh, A couple weeks ago on the podcast, we talked to Heidi Thompson and in her membership site, she actually, once people join, she invites them onto a quick call with them so that she can let them know what to do next. Like find out what their situation is, find out what they need, and then tell them what to do. I think that that's kind of what we need to do for people. We need, and I want to know that too. Like, okay, now that you've got this, here's what you should do. Now that you've got that, here's what you should do. So that might look like in email sequence, that might need to be how you arrange your course, or maybe you send an immediate email out that gives people enough information so that they can, you know, do something quickly. You might want to do, you know, Facebook lives right away during that first week if you have an if you have a group. Um, there are definitely different things that people are doing and. You know, one of my favorite places to look for ideas like this are in membership sites because people who have membership sites are having to really keep people engaged, not just for the length of a course, like a six-week, a four-week, whatever course. It's ongoing. If they want that person to return and keep renewing or have that person continue to be in the community month after month, 
The engagement is super important. So just if you need a little bit of inspiration, go go into, um, I don't know, join a join a membership site. One of my favorites is actually Fizzle. Fizzle is a great group and I will link them in the show notes just so you can find them. I've always found that they have one of the strongest communities and it's really like a thoughtful group of people. So, you know, periodically I'll just go back in there just because I just love their community. So check them out. And then also another membership that I'm part of now that I'm really enjoying just witnessing and how they how they how people interact and everything is in the members club. Carrie Green is someone I've known for for the last several years and I really loved her work and I've gotten to know her and I think a couple launches ago maybe in December I joined her members club because I was like, you know, it's kind of silly that I'm not in this because I love what she does. I have like, I feel like there's something of mine in there, like, or there used to be like a launch bonus or something like that. But I'm a huge fan of Carrie. So the members club might be one for you as well. And of course, you can likely find something like I I like James Wedmore too. And I know he has a membership, but I'm not sure what it's called because I'm not in that. But I bet he's got some great stuff in his as well. So just the main thing is, some of the changes you might want to make right away, the the ones that have a lasting impact are giving people a process to go through when they join. So give them stuff um, regularly also so that where they get used to showing up. So changing the schedule every five seconds doesn't help. And this is something that I've struggled with in my coaching program that I'm running right now because of just life, stuff I can't control. And so I... Instead of saying Thursdays at 10, it's literally sometimes I just have to change the time. Um, And that is such a bummer. But for your customers' sake, try to make some really ongoing regular times when they know they're going to be able to see you, engage with you, etc. And then that's it. And then communicate with them that those things are going to be happening. We'll talk about those, some of those in a few minutes. But staying in touch is literally the easiest thing you can do to keep your customers happy of, you know, lower your refund rates, and, you know, increase the potential that they're going to benefit from what you're teaching them or sharing with them in some way. If they if they show up and you've created something solid for them to experience and learn, they're going to then have that outcome that then you'll get to celebrate and hopefully will encourage others to be part of the experience in the future. Um, one thing I really love, actually, I want to mention this, Amy Porterfield has a great onboarding sequence for her well, for List Builders Lab, for webinars that convert. And the program isn't for the ones that I was in, they weren't running live, but I sure felt like it because for the first like six weeks or so, there were like a bunch of emails that would come out at regular intervals. And I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. I like that. And they weren't just your typical module release emails. They were like, tips. There was value in each one. So I love those. Another thing you can actually do, and you know, we're getting into kind of like the nitty gritty, but I'll, I'll save the specifics for just a few moments. But another thing is just, you know, so you have like your modules release on Mondays, you have that email, you have another email that goes out on Thursdays that says, hey, um, 
some sort of tip related to what went out that week. It like kind of takes the training one step further, or maybe it announces an upcoming live call that you're going to do. You, you get to choose that. But literally staying in touch is the easiest thing you can do and with the biggest impact. And you can actually plan it out in advance and set a lot of those emails that I'm talking about up front. So if we're going into these different ways to, and I said three ways, but really it's three platforms, like using email, using your Facebook group, if you have one, I keep doing like a weird thing (laughs) where I put stress on the wrong syllable. I don't know why that happens sometimes. So if you ever hear that, you can snicker because I'm also noticing it too. Okay, so your Facebook group, you can do text prompts, and there's another thing you can do on Facebook. So let's dive into each one of these first. So your emails, obviously you have, you can have an onboarding sequence and then ongoing regular notifications that let people know when live things are happening in the group. Now, it is important, I think, to have this email sequence because then you're able to tell people and market to people if you have something else for them later. And a lot of people do like their email as much as everybody wants you to believe that no one's in their email. Sometimes I will go for a week and not look at my Facebook messenger messages. So just saying, okay, other people like the Facebook messenger. So the next thing you can do is you can just simply post in your Facebook group if you have one. If nothing else, a Facebook group does allow you a communication space for your customers. You can do the communication with images, texts, videos, whatever it is for you, but it allows you to do it and you should use it. Like I like having like three different layers of things that go out every single time that there's a live call. Um, one thing that my, one of my fearless launchers, my, one of the fearless launchers uses during his program are these text prompts where daily texts get sent to his customers. Now that's how he delivers his product, but in theory, he could also send updates like via text as well. So that might be something your people might like, and that's something that you have to look into which ones of these really you know, fit your product, your service, and fit your customers. Another thing you can do, and this is especially useful if you have events and calls, Zoom meetings, etc., create events inside Facebook and email people because those have their own set of notifications, okay? And then this is my favorite. This is one that I just started using in the last few months with the coaching program, and that is ManyChat. Invite people to join a ManyChat when they first get your first onboarding email, when you first welcome them to what your program or your product or your community is. But let them say, yeah, I want to get notifications in my messenger. And literally anything you send in email, you really can just send in the messenger as well. You would be shocked the number of people that get all th- all of these that I've just mentioned, and still they sometimes don't seem to know when the calls are. No matter what, sometimes they'll respond, and I and I love I love my peeps to death. But sometimes you know, and I think it, it's just in our rushed world, we look at a Facebook post that maybe was for a week ago, and we think, oh no, am I missing a call right now? And instead of actually looking and see that it says like Thursday or whatever, or last week, um, they'll make a comment like, hey, I can't get in. I'm like, it's not happening right now. So 
you just have to do your best, layer on as many different places as you can and ways to get your message that you can. All right. So that is it really. Like the automated ways are email. You could even automate many chat actually. Those things are great. But ManyChat is a great way to do last minute messages. Um, so literally, I'm in my Facebook group, my ManyChat, my email. And what else do I do? I haven't done texts yet, but I might try that out. Um, yeah. So the important thing here is that you do find multiple ways to stay engaged with your customers. They have spent money to be with you, to learn from you, to you know, get inspired by you, whatever it is that you're selling, of course. And, and this especially works well with coaches, product creators, course creators, um, people in the online education and coaching space specifically. But there are many different ways to, you know, just make sure people know and are kept in the loop. And I would look for at least one more look and see how do you currently interact with your customers? How do you let them know when something's going to be happening? How do you let them, how do you send them replays? How do you tell them when that there's a special promotion that they might want to take part in? This is a really important question to ask yourself at just one new way that you're going to let people know on a regular basis and you will be really happy, I think. I think you'll see that people end up sticking around for a lot longer than they would if you didn't. And for me, the proof was fearless launching, you know, people would be going hot and heavy for the first three weeks, really getting in there, coming to all the Facebook lives, doing all the things. All of a sudden, like somebody that was like super dedicated, and I was like shocked. They were like gone. And then later I found out what happened, some things happened to them. And um, but I haven't, I, I've, ha I've seen such amazing response since just over communicating what's happening. And you know what? Not everything is going to get through, but at least you're showing that you're doing your best to schedule, 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 and send that communication out, keep people in the loop. And, you know, the people who don't get those messages, you can just, apologize with a little bit of compassion and know that just, you know, sometimes that happens and it may happen to you in the future and another thing. But communication is so key and you don't want your customers to miss a thing because it means that they could potentially miss the opportunity to benefit from what you created. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I've put all the resources I mentioned today in the show notes, and I am so looking forward to hearing from you. I'd love to know how you stay in contact with your customers. If you send them a few emails to begin with and then just don't do anything, or are you fully in a Facebook group, or do you send, do you have like a forum? What do you do? Leave me a comment over at ansamoylove.com forward slash 183. And if you are not already subscribed to this podcast, make sure to head over to iTunes. There will be a link over from the blog, but you can head to iTunes and leave me a subscribe and then leave a little review, a little love. I need that sometimes. And that's it. Have a great one. And I will talk to you very soon.